Welcome to Reverb Roundtable, a weekly show that brings the brightest creative minds and digital producers in sports, entertainment, politics, news, and more to share their stories and strategies that will help you become a better leader and creator. This podcast is hosted by Clark Campbell, the founder and CEO of Reverb Agency, an event media production company where the goal is always to make great events look great online. In this episode, we are honored to have Danny Koch, also known on Instagram as Oh Happy Danny. Danny is an incredible illustrator, social justice advocate, and entrepreneur. If you have been on social media at all in the last year, we can pretty much guarantee that you've seen one of her illustrations where she takes social justice education and distills it into artwork that is approachable, understandable, and action step oriented. Danny is able to communicate more in a one-by-one square on Instagram than most people could communicate in many pages. And we know that this conversation will help you learn how to distill the most important information so that you can better connect with and educate your audience. Now onto this week's episode, here's your host, Clark Campbell. Yes, Tessa. Thank you for that intro. Tessa, come on in here. I know you intro, Danny, but we are bringing you to the roundtable to interview with us our friend, the extraordinary, the one and only Danny Koch, also known as on the interwebs, Oh Happy Danny. Everybody. Anybody? Woo! Ooh. So excited. We are all we are all <laughs> we are all dancing in the video screens. If you are listening to this podcast, we are so excited. Danny, good morning. Thank you for coming on the Reaver Roundtable podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Seriously, I was so excited when this came through the email. They asked, they're like, so reverb? I said, yes, whatever it is. <laughs> yes, the answer. Wait, so you, have, you, you have people checking your email now? This is the best news ever. <laughs> she has a you whole have, team. She's a big I shot to, like, now. I have an incredible team. We are small. There's, there's three of us in total, including me. They're actually here next door packing orders. Um, Let's go. Oh, my gosh. So it's it's wild. Um, today, also, you are the first year. We have our own office space now. Let's so, go. Right, right after this podcast, so we're moving. That's oh, so exciting. That's we so got to we got to get this podcast rolling because I know what moving day is like. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's no anxiety at all. You so, Danny, that. let's jump right in here. We're going to ask you your story in just a second because the last. 12 months of your life if mm-hmm. i had to guess and i've watched it through social media but if mm-hmm. i had to guess it has been like mount everest and probably some of the deepest depths of the ocean kind of journey like highs and lows ups and downs but before the last 12 months we met you uh back way back in the day we actually hired you a little over a year ago as a contractor to help us with events you helped us with an event in uh in i think uh duluth georgia um you were helping us with real-time social media um you brought an enormous amount of energy to our team uh it was just such a good day um i just remember having you around and you inspired us we were better just being around you but tell us what you were doing before everything kind of got real crazy. Got real crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, first of all, you're amazing. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, you're correct. The last year has been absolutely wild, but I will back it up and talk about summer of 2019 before any mm-hmm. 2020 stuff went down. I okay. um, decided 
I thought that I wanted to go into events full time. So that's part of the reason why we met. But I went to Georgia State, majored in hospitality. And I was like, I'm going to be an event planner. I'm, that's that's going to be my whole life. And I'm a self-taught graphic designer, self-taught marketer. And so I was like, that'll be my way in. I'll just be like, yeah, I can design. I can do marketing, but I want to do events. So let me just get in the door with this position. So I took a marketing coordinator position at an events planning agency. And while I was there, I was doing design marketing, fell in love with social media, like completely. I was like, oh, this is where the fun is at. Mm -hmm. So I decided to leave the event planning agency and do my own graphic design and marketing full time. I called the agency So Happy Social. And the idea behind it was to help positive mission-based brands use social media for maximum impact. So the nonprofits, the do-gooders of the world who honestly yep. were out spending their time changing the world. They weren't necessarily concerned about their marketing strategy. So that's the path I wanted to go down. And yeah. while going down that path, that's when I bumped into you guys. And I, how awesome. How awesome is that? <laughs> uh, I, I was, was actually... Yeah, I was actually really sad because I was like, oh, we, I would love to hire um, Danny. Like she could really help us with events. And then I was yeah. like, oh, but she has her own thing she's doing. But let's at least steal her for a little bit of her time as she's growing. Because we were <laughs> like, I remember saying this. Danny's company is going to be huge one day. Um, Clark, and I was that's like, what I wanted to tell you. I, no. I never What's forgot that? that you said that to me. I remember when you told me that. I was like, first of all, it was me, you, and Meg. We were standing yeah. outside of a restaurant. And you said that to me. And I was like, why did this man say this to me? Because truthfully, remember it this. feels like a lot of blind faith. I said, I don't oh, really know. I believed it fully, Danny. I fully believed it. You believed in me fully. I never forgot. Mm -hmm. To this day, I've never forgot that you said that to me. And <laughs> God, made me cry. I'll start crying. So please don't do that. I will cry <laughs> right now. And my makeup is done. So don't, don't do that. Deal. Um, Move on then. <laughs> It's moments like that where I'm, I was reminded along the way that, yeah, I might have an idea that's a bit unconventional or I might be wanting to go about things a certain way. And let's be truthful. I didn't always see a lot of black women in the space. Mm -hmm. So like, and for me to want to lead my own organization in the space, I was like, I had moments of doubt, but mm. I just believed that I could do it. And um, you're one of the reasons why I believe that I could do it along with a lot of other um, people just like you who it felt like decided to empower me without even knowing the scope of what I was capable of. So I appreciate that. And I had to tell you that. Um, that means literally the world to me because I would have never remembered that conversation standing outside of Smoothie King yeah! in Alpharetta, Georgia, had I not had you not said that. But yeah. it always Sheesh. comes back to Smoothie King with Clark Campbell. And that's one of my favorite things <laughs> about him. Reverb Roundtable powered by Smoothie King. Um, powered by Smoothie. <laughs> That'd be an amazing sponsor. Danny, it seems that one of the things that really, or the thing that really kind of helped you was a pivotal break for you was the amazing illustrations that you put out on social media. And to give anyone a little bit of context, we're going to link some of her OGs in yeah. the show notes so that you kind of yeah. see as she started with it. But yeah. one of the things that instantly was so amazing about the work that you were putting out was that you took these, um, at times, complex thoughts, ideas, and you illustrate them in a way that makes it to where anyone, and I mean anyone, can understand it. You bring it down to a level to where everyone is accessible, and then you do yeah. it in a way that's like amazingly fun, and it's unique, and it's different. 
Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about those illustrations, how you started out in them, how, like yeah. where you got the ideas to go for them and then what kind of helped you pick up momentum within those? Sure. Uh, so when I was doing this agency work in 2019 and, and working with you, uh, I always thought the iPad was such a cool thing. I was like, oh, all the cool people have an iPad. Tess has got an iPad. She's over here <laughs> illustrating people jumping up and down. Like, this just looks so neat. Like, I always saw other people doing it. And I thought it would be a fun hobby to try. I watched YouTube videos. Um, y'all taught me some tricks. And uh, when I finally got an iPad, it was actually that Christmas. So I had never actually started using an iPad until December of 2019. And growing up, I would draw, I would sketch. Like I took an art class in in middle school and I was like, maybe I can do this. But my art teacher, she would say things like, "Mm, you're tracing. I can't give you an A on this. And I I was like, okay, I'm not tracing, but clearly I shouldn't be doing this. So maybe I won't pursue art. Uh, But it was a cool full circle moment to be able to get into digitally illustrating and also seeing how well it fit into the puzzle of social media Mm. uh, strategy and marketing. I was just like, ho, ho. It just felt like the golden ticket to effective online marketing. Um, So anyway, I started it as a hobby. So I would draw literally anything just to start to learn. And then in January, it was getting close to MLK Day of 2020. And I was like, hmm, I really am passionate about social justice, racial justice especially. And now that I'm doing this illustration stuff, I wonder if I can make an illustration that talks about Martin Luther King and his legacy and what he stood for. And so part of what I wanted to communicate was the fact that I felt like his legacy has always been a bit watered down, especially over time. Like they'll paint him as this passive peacemaker. Um, But in all actuality, he was quite the radical disruptor. You know, he challenged the status quo. He fought for justice, civil disobedience, like this man, they didn't even like him back in the day, public opinion. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to draw that. So I literally drew pretty much those words on an illustration. It was so simple. And I shared it, maybe had about 700 friends on Instagram and or followers on Instagram and people began 700. To yeah. Like Seven, okay. just, just, I want to start with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so when I saw that people were sharing it outside of my circle of family and friends, I was like, what? I didn't even, like, I knew that happened. Like other pages that I managed, clearly people would share their content. Like, that's cool. But for me, I was like, ah, that's weird. And so when I saw that it was picking up, I was like, oh, you know, that, that's really cool. It's about to be Black History Month. What if I just mm-hmm. keep doing this and I take different topics related to racial justice, uh, the black community, the black experience and communicated them in a way that was digestible and easier to understand. And I could take those hard topics that people would otherwise not engage with and put it in front of them mm-hmm. when their guards were down and see if people would be more willing to listen. So hmm. yeah, Black History Month, I started talking about why we should see color and why saying you don't see color isn't effective. Mm-hmm. I talked about microaggressions, what those are, how they infiltrate our daily conversations and how we can do better with them. I talked about why you shouldn't put your hand in a black woman's hair, like all these different kinds of things um, with the hopes that more people would be inclined to listen. And so by the end of Black History Month, I got to like 10K on Instagram. Wow. And I was like, that's wild. Like, wow. I'm not even an illustrator. Like, I guess I can say I am now. But back then I would not have called... <laughs> would not have called myself an illustrator. These are infographics. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. I could keep going at any point, but y'all, y'all feel free to put me off. 
No, it was so fun to like watch this happen because like we had that conversation in what, like November or something at an event. Like, oh man, I think it would be really cool to do that. And then like to see it all build to be like, oh, this random person I know just posted, that's Danny. Um, That was just like so fun to watch, especially over the last year, just like seeing that grow and your skills grow has been like the coolest thing ever. makes me so happy just to, to watch it. Um, but one of the things you really excel at with this is you are such a strong communicator. Like you take these big ideas and I know it takes a lot of work to dig through and sort out what you're going to talk about, but also how you're going to succinctly say it and mm-hmm. put it into a visual, which is like the main reason why I really wanted you on here. Cause I was like, she's a pro communicator. Um, so I just wanted to kind of delve into like, what is your process for like, here's this idea that I want to talk about. And, and this is how I do it. Also, she has a Skillshare class on this. So if you want to learn more, she does have that. <laughs> I love process questions. I don't get it often. So I love this question. I And I do a lot of unconventional things. So I'm glad I get to talk about it. But the majority of the time I spend creating a piece, let's say I spend 10 hours on a piece, which is not uncommon. Yeah. About seven of those hours are research and content development. So... I I always like to say that I start out by listening and I listen to two things primarily. The first thing is I'm listening to what's happening in the world. Clearly the things that we can't get away from COVID-19, Black Lives Mm -hmm. Matter, like all of the huge hot button things. Mm -hmm. And then, and I think this is most important. I'm listening to what my community is talking about, whether it's my audience, my close circle. um, I'm listening to the conversations that they're having, not because I want to jump into the conversations that they're having, but because I want to, speak to the heart of the moment and lead them in those, in their conversations. So Mm. it's one thing to say, oh yeah, we're all talking about COVID-19. Yeah. COVID-19 is pretty bad. Oh man. It seems like black people are dying at a disproportionate rate, man, that stinks. Like, yeah, that's what we're talking about. And I can make a post and say, yeah, black people are dying at a disproportionate rate, but what would be helpful would be me diving into why explaining why that's happening in a digestible, easy way giving you action steps to take away from and say, now that I know that this is happening, here's what I can do to make a difference in the lives of these people. And then tie it all together with hope. The reminder that we all have the power to do something about what's happening. And so that's the strategy that I, that I would always take when researching. It's like, this is what's happening, but I'm not here to report breaking news. I'm here to speak to the heart of the matter. And so that's what I'm listening for. And then After I'm listening, I take all the information, which is oftentimes quite a lot, and I like to narrow it down. I I like to say, what are five steps or four points or three ways? Like you want to make it catchy and quick and easy to digest because you want, I try as often as I can to fit everything on one little square, literally not even a portrait, a square. I want it as small as it can be. One, one slide, all that you can get right there because I have your attention and I can keep it, you know? And so I want to narrow down. That's the second thing I do. And then after I've gotten all that together, I conceptualize. So I say, all right, I've got the main idea. I've got the points. How can I translate this to a piece of art that someone can connect to their day-to-day life? And so I just talked about this recently because we're, we're witnessing right now a spike in anti-Asian violence and hate crimes. And so 
uh, last year at the height of COVID-19, when we were all wondering what in the world was going on, there was a lot of misinformation, ignorance floating around about Asian Americans being the source of it. And so I wanted to address that in a small piece. And it said, um, pills you need to swallow about COVID-19. And it was basically... Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Each point um, was a pill. Mm-hmm. And the pill bottle was where I put the title. And so I would say, like, the first pill was um, anybody can contract a disease from any ethnicity, right? Very easy. Quick point. That would be number one. Number two, like, I, I think I just kept going along the lines of here are quick things you need to realize. Like, Asian Americans are people. They are not the source of the virus. Your xenophobia and racism should not be excused because you're fearful of this pandemic. And so I, I three points, three pills in a pill bottle. Immediately, someone can look at it and say, COVID-19, okay, pill bottle. Okay, three pills I need to swallow. Got it. I've got the whole concept. Quick and easy in a square. So good. And so after I conceptualize, then I will execute. Mm -hmm. And so I've got the idea. I'm very, very literal. So clearly, as you just heard, pill bottle, pills, like I'm literal. So So, so what is it that we learned, Will, if you confuse Tessa? You lose? You lose. You lose. So yeah. you're being crystal clear, Danny. We need more people like you on the internet, whether it's real time or long form. You've got to be crystal clear. So literal, bring it on. We need it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's super important about that too is um, a lot of people could very easily look at what you're doing, Danny, and say, she is just really good at illustration. Like, and that's kind of like the end of it, right? It's just like, it's start mm-hmm. and ends with her technical abilities to be able to illustrate well. Whereas the reality of the situation is that is a facet of what you're doing, but the ability to be able to take in all of this information, distill it down to what's important mm-hmm. and then spit it back out in order to help people mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. I was on Clark's porch last night and we were talking about something that's hey, super Will, Will, culture Will, right Will, now. What, what happens well, on my porch stays on my porch. <laughs> hey, they, we, we'll, we'll only talk <laughs> into a little bit of it. We're, we were talking about uh, cryptocurrency, which we're actually about to potentially be partnering with an organization on the subject. And basically in talking about it, we were talking about the main problem that everyone's having around cryptocurrency right now is that no one can take in the information, distill it in a way that's easy mm-hmm. for us to understand so that we can get it and then know what to do about it. No one in the space is being able to do that effectively right now because it's really, really hard to do. But that's exactly what you're doing in these other spaces. You're taking in all this really hard information. There's a lot of it. It's hard to tell what's important, what's an ancillary fact, what's an important fact, but not important to tell you. And then you're giving it back to us. And one of the things that's super interesting about that, we were on a podcast with JJ Peterson a few weeks back, and he said arguably more important than what you tell in a story is what you choose to leave out of a story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're getting at with your one by one. It's just as important on what you don't tell us as Mm -hmm. what you do tell us. Yes. That's so intentional and very, very important because you can spit out a whole bunch of facts on a, on a, on a square and call it a day. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between giving a lot of information and distilling the information in, in a digestible way. And even for me, like I have a piece that is called allyship during a crisis and it's a roadmap that has different points along the way of different things you can do to be an ally in times of crisis. Long story short, I could have easily been like, how to be an ally during a crisis and put out five bullet points. But what's missing is the story. And we all know how imperative it is to tell a story, even when you're dealing with 
the most complex um, or heavy topics, at the end of the day, people follow and connect with a story more than they do anything else. Mm -hmm. And if you can distill it, take them on a journey and keep the main thing, the main thing without filling it with a whole bunch of, like you said, details that aren't necessarily super important for the moment. Uh, That's where you win, I think. So much packed into that. And I listen, y'all, you have permission to stop right now and go look at her Instagram if you don't follow her. But my guess is you already know her. Like I'm sitting here. I just text somebody. I was like, look at who I'm interviewing. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to connect you with her later. She works for a very large brand uh, in the sports world. Uh, And and I said, I think you guys need to connect. I think you all could have some synergy. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a huge fan. If you introduce me to her, it would make my day. And so I'm going to connect you to her later. Um, but all that said, you went from 700 yes. to 10,000 followers. And we know vanity metrics. We know that followers, you can sometimes buy followers. I know mm-hmm. you didn't buy followers. You mm-hmm. are now at four. Hold on. 492,000. Let me say that again. 492,000 followers on Instagram. What the actual heck? Right? Like, did somebody share your content after you started creating literal, clear story pieces? Like, did you get on TV? Well, you know you did. What happened? How did, how did it go from 7 to 10 to 492 by the way it's going to get 500,000 after this podcast go ahead oh because y'all are the real deal absolutely (laughs) okay so you're actually going to love this answer yep so what happened during the summer when black lives matter took center stage again and everyone was talking about it is that people were looking for resources and so they would come to my page through a resource and find many other resources that were already there because I was consistent back in January when Black Lives Matter was not center stage. Mm -hmm. So basically, because I had started making all this content, when someone came by way of one, they found many. And in one week, um, all of my content went viral at once. Never in my life have I ever seen anything like this. Hmm. I had about, I didn't even have that many pieces made. And they were Hmm. all just circulating because somebody would find one and they would find another and they would share it all. And so in one week, I gained 300,000 followers in one week. What? I have the screenshot if you would like the proof. Because it's wild. And I myself couldn't. I went into the insights tab and I said, never have I ever. <laughs> Nor will you ever again, probably. Nor will you ever again. Yeah. It was 300,000. In one week, yeah. Didn't and come so, up. Didn't, uh, uh, didn't Vice President Harris share something of yours? Yeah. Miss Kamala Harris shared yeah. the piece that I quoted her in, which was wild. Wow. And honestly, every time a celebrity would share it, I'd be like, uh-huh. what? Because they're not seeing me. They're seeing a, yeah. a graphic that's helping them open the door to having a conversation yeah. with their audience yeah. that they otherwise yeah. wouldn't have been prepared to have. Right. Which is fine by me. Let's all talk yeah. about it. But it's still wild to be like, Christina Aguilera, like, Go ahead, name drop, Danny. We're good with it. Go ahead. I don't have any more names for you. Oh, come on. I don't believe that. It's just one of of many examples of like what the actual heck is going on. Um, But it's just a story of using what you've got right where you are. Like literally my parents' house in Grayson, Georgia. (laughs) In my room, drawing 
illustrations that spoke to something I was passionate about using what I had to be clear and um, just being open to the moment that was happening. Um, I'm not saying this is the formula, but it sounds to me if I can distill what you just, all the things that you've talked about so far, you were listening, you created relevant, clear, simple content. You left mm -hmm. out the things you, sh you needed to leave out mm -hmm. and you put it on a platform in front of people that it the algorithms just worked it just worked and that was the formula in a way you listened you created clear compelling content and you put mm -hmm. it in the right place and then mm -hmm. that's it, people are like what's the magic how'd you do it i don't think there's magic i just think you have to have the right ingredients for there to ever be a magic moment right i absolutely I agree with you i also feel like something really important is that like danny was doing the work you started yeah. in january before that's any right. of this happened that's right and you were consistently distilling information because it's what you were passionate about. But yep. I think a lot of what we forget is we see this big moment. There was a lot of work that went into that. And that's like one of the biggest parts is like continuing to hone what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's super cool because people, like you said, they're, they're, they're looking for a magic potion sometimes. And it's like, mm -hmm. when we say be consistent, like, be consistent. And consistency doesn't necessarily mean post every day, post at this time. Honestly, when the pandemic hit, I'm sure you all realize time of day posting, it's kind of yep. went out the window. Everyone's home. Everyone's looking yep. at their phone. No barrier to entry. Endless opportunity. Do yep. what you're passionate about and connect it to a way to make a difference. And that's what people are hungry for now. I don't think hmm. from here on out, brands can separate their social responsibility from the work that they do anymore. Ooh. I think those days are over. Hmm. Say it again for the people in the back. Oh, I hope I can remember how I said it. I think, yeah, I think the days are gone where brands can separate their social responsibility from the work that they do so, from brands like Nike all the way to the mom and pop down the street. Like you've got to make it clear where you stand about human rights, you know, and you've got to find a way to do that in a way that makes sense in the context of the audience that you serve and the work that you do in your industry. Oh, like I have a, you can't escape it anymore. I have this a question, but I'm going to let, I'm going to let Will go. And then I have a question. No, you, you go, you go, go, go. How do you n navigate the cultural war that mm -hmm. You have you probably have many friends with a tons with tons of different opinions, Danny. Mm -hmm. And something you post without context, without expl explanation. How it's it's been beautiful to watch you navigate and thread a needle. It's almost disarming the way you create. Wow. How how do you approach the content when you're like, I could go this direction. But this would be equally as powerful if I go this direction so that my friends who are going to be hurt by this or offended by this, there's a chance they're going to listen. And I go that creative direction. I'm making this up on the spot. You may not even do this. It may be mm -hmm. just instinct. How do you navigate that personal tension in your heart of, I want to be bold. I want to speak with clarity, but I don't want to make, I don't want them to miss the point. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you use the word disarm. Because that's exactly what I aim to do with the art itself. Hmm. But as you you know, I don't mince words. I say what I want to say, and I'm quite direct. Correct. But what people um, aren't expecting is to be met with the, the art at first. Because 
they are able to, because I conceptualize and contextualize in the work itself, I want to make every piece stand alone. So if anyone ever posts my art without my caption, mm -hmm. you can't say something other than what I said. Oh, that's good. However, I use the caption so intentionally. And if I didn't want to, for example, I have a illustration that was slightly controversial that I did very recently. Um, I drew um, hands from people of all different ethnicities. And I said, I had them pointing at each other at first and it said, it's not me against you. And the second panel, it said, it's us against hate. And it had everybody pointing at like this abstract shape that was meant to represent hate. And there's a lot of nuance, right? But the heart of the matter is it's not me against you. It's us against the problem, right? Racism, hatred, bigotry, all of it. Mm -hmm. But um, even if the image itself is communicating that um, in a way that might seem warm and like, yeah, we're all in this together. In the caption, I'm surely like, hey, everyone, we need to discuss anti-Asian violence in America. Mm. We need to talk about the fact that Racism and hatred is real. These communities need solidarity. Here are things you can do. So disarm is so perfect because I'm going to still get you. The little right hook. You know what I mean? But um, the point of the matter is I try to make art that is soft in its approach, but powerful in impact and is something that you can approach um, with confidence and then you can walk away with clarity. Uh, that's kind of my goal. Wow, that so was all thinking awesome. inspiring. Danny, yeah. uh, I do not illustrate, and that will <laughs> never be on my skill set. That's right. never going to be something that I'm great at. Uh, something that Clark and I do a lot together, though, pretty well, is we make videos, and we do so on behalf of brands all the dang time, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're doing that, we're obviously trying to think through a lot what words we're using, how to be clear. We're trying to do a lot of the same things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Help guide me here. What's the filter as you view the information to decide what's relevant to include and what's not relevant to include? Because I imagine this filter, it's not specific to illustration. Whether you're talking to a camera through video, whether you're writing a caption, whether you're illustrating on a frame, I'm assuming the filter remains the same. So mm -hmm. what's the thing that we can take away and kind of have the filter, no matter what medium we're doing, on how to distill information and be really selective about the right info to choose. Wow. That is an incredible question that I'm still trying to, to think through. I said something earlier that I think I use as a compass when creating any piece. And it's that I aim to speak to the heart of the matter. Always, always, always. The heart of it. And so that involves honestly taking a very charged issue and peeling the layers back. Hmm. And then in the middle, you've got like the actual thing that needs to be communicated. So that involves often me setting aside um, sometime personal opinion. Sometimes I'm setting aside uh, certain degrees of nuance because I want, basically I want to cast my net wide. Wide. At first. So hmm, when I'm thinking about a filter, like how do I think through what to include and what not to include? Well, if I've got the heart of the matter top of mind, I guess for any project that you're creating, it's like the main thing that we're trying to communicate is this. 
And you write down one thing that I do when I start out, I have the idea and I will type out every single thing that comes to my mind, everything related to the topic, remotely close to the topic. If I have sources, I'll put it all there. I write everything down. And that allows me to go in as I'm narrowing down, like I told you earlier, five points, four ways, three steps, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's I'm naturally weeding out the excess, what I don't need. And I guess to determine what you need and what you don't need, just think about the, the heart of the matter. Does this clearly communicate and what I'm trying to accomplish here? And can it stand alone as a supporting um, fact to this main idea and not be confusing? Like, can I include this in here and and not have somebody wonder, why did you add that? If it feels unnecessary, it probably is. Because it's not as complicated as we are often making it out to be. People want simple because they can apply simple in their everyday life. And so that's how I approach it. I hope that was helpful because... That was the awesome. last that was phrase so you just so said, good. like, it's going to be on Twitter later today. <laughs> Yeah, people, people want always simple, want to be able to apply something. They can apply simple. Yeah, it's really so as easy as that. People want to be able to say, because often, even when people interact with my work, they're like, or before they interact with my work, they'll be like, I understand that this is the problem, but what can I do? What can I do? That was the question of last year, the 2020 question, mm-hmm. what can I do? Yeah. And sometimes I won't have the answer of what you can do, but I'll have where you can start. Um this helpful detail that might help you think through what you can do. And sometimes I might say, here's what you can do, but it's not always that easy. Uh, Yeah. All right. So we've talked about the last year, all the stuff you're doing. What's next? What are you up to right now? Oh yeah. Okay. So aside from moving into our office space, we are about to launch brand new products next week. We have our spring launch coming up which is very exciting. I'm doing stickers for the first time. Apparently people really like stickers. Hold up, hold up. You're doing products? What, what, oh, what I do products? products. What, what oh, products? Yeah. I, just, I know, I'm, I'm softballing this. What oh. products do you do? Yes. So I do have an online store where I sell physical prints of my artwork. We sell prints, posters, greeting cards. I have a pennant flag. And now we're going to have stickers and more prints, which is so simple and cute, but so, so fun because... The goal of it all is I want the art and words to be in the heart and home of as many people as possible. Heart and home is like where I reside Mm -hmm. Um, because that's where the change happens in your heart and in your house. So that's what we aim to do with our products. Like somebody can take the piece of art, put it up and say, here's, here's a piece that we can start a conversation with with the next person that comes into the house. Who's going to ask about it. Um, And that's how we keep the conversation going. So yeah, that's a big part of what I'm doing currently. And um, got a lot of other fun projects coming up that I am contractually obligated to not discuss, but you will be the first to know. (laughs) But overall, the store is the most exciting thing right now. And experimenting with new products is just so, so, so fun. I never imagined that I would enjoy it as much as I'm doing right now. Okay, Um, Danny, as we land this plane, um, we're going to point people to where they can find you. But, uh, you know, Will and I have been trying to understand this thing called NFTs. I don't really get it. I don't understand it. Uh, oh, Danny, I think you should do NFTs. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and you Danny, also do you, do you know what NFTs? Non, non-fungional fungible. tokens. Non-fungible token. Apparently, it's like it's like a picture or a graphic, but it has some ascribed value to it because they're mm-hmm. like limited edition. So it's mm-hmm. like the ability to be able to share things digitally, but they mm-hmm. 
it's almost like you're showing a physical project product. We don't know much about them either, but it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like it'd be super interesting for you to to mess around with. Once y'all find out, you let me know. Okay? <laughs> Listen, we'll we'll send we'll send the how to to the team. So yes. For yeah. those of you on the on the podcast that are like, "What's NFTs?" We can't explain it either. But Google it, and you might. You, if fi- you can, we're trying to figure it, it out. If you can explain it to us, then we'll gladly listen to your DMs, and uh, we'll we'll pass on everything we learned to Danny. <laughs> it, help us, Coach Danny, on how to get big in yep. NFTs. Amen. So, Danny, I every podcast we do, we started doing them this year. Every podcast I do, I feel like I always say, "This is my favorite one ever." Um, there is no way that I could feel any prouder of being in a conversation with you. I really, really, really mean that. Um, you're flipping inspiration to us. You made us better in the short time we get to work with you. Uh, you bring so much to the world. And, um, and I'm sorry to all of our previous guests. You're amazing. But I am. my heart is just is is just leaping to be in this conversation with you and we love you so much we're cheering you on uh will tessa take it from here because um anytime anytime we have friends that repost something that you've done we make sure to always respond like (laughs) we used to work with her we used to work with her before she got big (sighs) i will always be a huge huge fan of reverb and i'm going to be in tennessee a lot coming up so holla at your girl for sure got it y'all are amazing Thank we'll, you, Danny, we'll for being on the room. A, a V2 with yeah. you in the room. Oh, in the room. Yeah, let's do it. Let's shoot some stuff. Follow-up conversation. <laughs> Danny, you, you go move. You go take care of your business, your organization, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. We're going to find you on Instagram. I believe it's Oh Happy Danny, right? With one yes. N? Oh Happy okay. Danny. Oh Happy Danny. Please go give her a follow. Cheer her on. The unbelievable work she's doing in culture. When I say I hate social media, I always put an asterisk and I say, except for Danny. Except, except for, for Danny. Danny. She is killing it. That's going to be our new... Uh, we need to put that in our in our bio somewhere. Uh, social media is awful, except for Danny. <laughs> we love you. Thank you, friend. Love you guys. Thanks for Thanks being for on the Reverb Roundtable. Everybody, we'll see you next time. We got more great content coming down the road. I don't know if we can beat this, but we're gonna we're gonna keep doing our best here on the Reverb Roundtable. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Reverb Roundtable. I personally was so excited for this interview to go out into the world. Danny is an absolute light and a powerhouse, and we are so inspired watching her grow every single day. I know that we talked about a lot of links and visuals in this episode. So if you want to see her artwork, you can go to Oh Happy Danny on Instagram. And if you want to get the notes for the episode, all you have to do is go to rvrb.cc forward slash podcast and subscribe to our email list. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you next week on Reverb Roundtable.